welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. It's been a while. Yes, it has. I mean, it doesn't it seem like it. It feels like it's been a month. <laughs> Probably it, because it has. It has been a month. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like it to other people because we've kept on schedule. But, right. Um, so I'm feeling better this time, by the way. I don't yep. know if you remember I the do remember. month ago when we recorded that mm-hmm. uh, my voice was, it was, yeah. Yeah, it kinda, didn't sound right. No. It sounded sick. I, well, Sickly. I, Kind of felt sickly at the time too, but yeah, um, you were so not a hundred percent. I was not. Now I feel like I am. Yeah, we are back. Like I said, so last time when we recorded, we we had to do it back to back. Yes, we were going to try and do two in one day, but we ended up doing it, you know, the next day because right. of me. But you <laughs> you were now back. You were out of country for a while. You yeah. had some stuff to I do was for work. Away with work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have not seen you for right about well, a, month, a month, if not a little bit over. Yeah, yeah. So welcome so back. Some, yeah, well, thank you. It thank was you. It's uh, good to be home. It was kind of sad not having my friend around. Oh, that might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And you know, it, it's the absence makes the heart grow fonder <laughs> thing. Because whenever really I does. see you all the time, it's like, oh, it's just Tommy. You know, hey, come on, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's mm-hmm. like, oh. I feel like See? we should be doing something, you know? So. Yeah, like working on projects and stuff. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. One day we, we shall. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we're well, back. Yeah. Well, to work on projects, you need raw materials, right? Mm, that's another sore subject if you want to get into that. So, I don't know if you saw or not, one of our one of the friends of the show mm-hmm. uh, texted us on Texas, whatever, on Facebook, messaged us or messaged us on Mess- Facebook. Messaged us, um, something like that. So he got his order. Which is great news. For him. <laughs> Orders, well, news. I mean, you, you can look at it. Okay, so his order number and your order number are very close. However, his is past mine. His is after yours, mm-hmm. yes. So but he the, ordered after the I The fact did. that orders are getting shipped. True. You could okay. look at it that yeah. way, right? Orders are getting shipped. Now, right. you know, that, that could be a positive sign, right? No, I okay. I guess if I look at it that way, yes, that's awesome to know that something is happening and there is movement behind the scenes that nobody is telling me about. So again, communication, yeah, lacking could, could, communication. Could be still have not heard anything about what uh, is going on with my order, but that's okay. Is it okay? I don't it's know. It's really I, not okay. I feel like I say it's okay, and it's just it's it's not. I'm actually kind of getting a little miffed. Yeah, but. Somebody else got their order, so that means. But but according according to that individual, <clears throat> that individual has been. Uh, I don't know about if I would say constantly, but in fairly recent communication, communication, mm-hmm. even if it's one way, he's pinging the company saying, "Hey, listen, I need my order. Hey, listen, I need my order. Hey, I know I said it's okay if I don't get my order, but I really want my order now." And not that I'm saying you should have to do that because you shouldn't. Which I have, though, by the way. But you have. Mm-hmm. So the squeaky wheel gets the grease, maybe? I don't know. Maybe my wheel's not squeaking <clears throat> enough. Maybe. But I, yeah. So we're still waiting. Yeah. Well, I, I still have a credit there. So when he starts accepting orders again, I'll apply one. That, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we can we can talk off air about that because yeah. it's not appropriate. So anyway. Um, yeah. Once yeah, we so have one some of these days we'll be able to yeah. get some stuff in. We do have some Falcata. We do have some other stuff. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to use that for this. No. Unless we want to. I mean, I just, I don't necessarily want to. And that's. For the tri-motor. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's. Okay. I don't feel like we should have to use that either. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm on board with that. Okay, good. And we had some different, uh, I don't know if you remember, but not to get too deep in the weeds about it, but uh, we were going to try some different 
construction techniques with the you know with the side the fuselage sides and stuff like that. So yeah, hopefully we won't have to use a lot of the Falcata. We we shall <clears throat> see. Um, but yeah, hopefully in the next couple episodes I can give an update that says, "Hey, I got a got bunch my, of balsa." Yeah, and we can do something. Maybe it'll show up unexpectedly, and you'll be surprised. No matter what, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> Even if he tells me it shipped, I'm going to be surprised. Because he already told me it was supposed to ship by the end of July, I think. July. He gave me a week or something like that that it was going to be out by. Anyway, right. it's okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Moving on. Moving on to something happier. Happier. Um, let's thank our patrons. Hey, let's do that. Um, always happy to do this because the patrons... Uh, Give us that extra little bit. Uh, sometimes it keeps us going. <laughs> the uh, motivation the, sometimes the motivation. that we need. <laughs> Knowing that there's people out there who care enough about what we do to actually give us part of their income, uh, to me, is amazing. So mm-hmm. uh, in no particular order, here here we go. Uh, thank you to Corey Fulton. He's new, by the way. New. Welcome aboard. Hey, welcome aboard, Corey. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Derrick. Steve Yum. Uh, Don Schlack. <laughs> There's no L in that. <laughs> you just got new glasses, too. So, Don, I am so sorry. Don <laughs> Shack, not Schlack. Um, yeah, so as Ron mentioned, uh, we had a little conversation before we started, and I'm going to pause right here on my patron. I'm going to put my finger right there so I don't lose my place. <laughs> yeah, so I'm wearing glasses now. So <laughs> apparently, as you get older, which you like to you know, point out that I'm so old. Me? No. Uh, <laughs> something that can happen, like I wear contact lenses. Apparently, when you get older, your eyes can develop a sensitivity to the material that the contact lenses are made of. And that's what happened with me. Uh, and I got a really nasty infection and couldn't see out of my right eye. It was, it was, a uh, it was pretty good times. <laughs> so yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my glasses, giving my eyes a break from contact lenses for, well, a while. Forever my, now. My, my doctor says that, uh, <laughs> Um, gave it a couple weeks, uh, let it clear up. I tried contacts again and the infection came right back. So now I'm in glasses and that, well, obviously that... I can't see very well <laughs> because I misspelled uh, uh, or mispronounced uh, Don Shack's name. Poor Don. Sorry, Don. I, I apologize. Wow. But thank you very much for your donation. Uh, your continued uh, support, support of the show yep. is uh, very much appreciated. Um, all, moving on, uh, Jeff from Flight Team. Thank you very much. Garrett Newhart, Ron Struss, Rick Maddox, and Matt Leroy. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you very, very much, guys uh, and girls, if there's any girls in there. Didn't see any girls' names, but you never know. Um, I don't want to, you know, be sexist or whatever on the show, but (laughs) thanks to all who contribute to the show. And... You know, you don't have to give us money to contribute to the show. You can also contribute to the show by giving us ideas of what you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you can contact us many different ways. I don't even remember anymore, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember most of them. RCPlaneLab.com. That's the best way. Um, or Facebook. Uh, if you uh, ask us questions on the Facebook page, that um, that mm-hmm. works really well for me. I apologize if you ask us questions on Facebook Messenger because I actually have to sign into a different account. It's weird. Uh, and I don't get notifications for some strange reason. I'll get them hmm. from you usually saying, hey, can you answer this question? But um, anyway, the best way, get on our website and click the Contact Us tab. Yeah. 
Or By like, the way, we, we are also very bad, and I admit it, at answering questions on YouTube. Um, oh, that's something I'm going to work on. We need to get back on there and do yeah. that. So <clears throat> if you have asked us something on YouTube and we haven't answered, sorry, it'll happen one day. Yeah, I, I'm going to really work on that because I'm not, I can't watch YouTube at work anymore. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm going to try to it's, try to be better because it's problematic I do like YouTube. And, oh, I do too. You know, there's good stuff on YouTube, not just our stuff. <laughs> there's other good stuff out there too. All right. You want to move on? Uh, sure. Okay. Let's, uh, I didn't know if you on. want to talk about YouTube anymore. No. Okay. So, <laughs> something I came across that I was actually kind of excited about. Um, so, we all know I like electricity. Get out. I know, right? Electricity That's is cool. That's a shocker. RC airplanes, cars, anything electric is awesome. Uh, I actually am kind of looking forward to when we can get solar panels, but we're not. We're not there yet. Not quite there yet. No. we anyway, Soon. Hopefully. Sooner rather than later, um, hopefully. But... So there's a new airplane out that's, well, not really out. It's a prototype, whatever. Rolls-Royce is Somebody's working, working on an electric airplane. Rolls-Royce is working on an airplane mm -hmm. um, that they're going to try to... Okay, so it's exciting, but then it kind of sounds dingy when you listen to what they're saying. <laughs> so they're working on an airplane. They're trying to break the electric, apparently, speed airplane record, whatever, at 300 mm -hmm. miles an hour. 300 mm -hmm. miles an hour plus is what they're trying to go for. Yeah. But it's called the Spirit of Innovation. I don't know if you've seen anything about it other than the picture I showed you. I personally have not. It's a cool. It is very cool. Freaking cool looking airplane. Yeah. Um, it's, okay, so Rolls-Royce has a weird, like, what they call the Excel program. Um, which, and that's A-C-C-E-L, right? Yes, A-C-C-E-L. Mm-hmm. And whoever kind of did the whole naming scheme again failed because that is short for you ready, accelerating the electricity no the electrification of flight. Hmm, that's a mouthful. Excel, yeah. Um, kind of like trust. <laughs> if you remember that, I, oh, I remember. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> but anyway, so Sorry. if you look on the Rolls Royce website that kind of talks about this. It's it's very fluff. I mean, there's a whole bunch of we are awesome, we're doing this, this is amazing thing that we're doing. Um, they talk about their 500 horsepower motor, which is actually three motors on this airplane that's driving the propeller. So I'm guessing it's like in a triangular, what you know, however gear driven, okay. it's got multiple motors on it. Hmm. Um, then they talk about their their battery that has over six thousand cells, and you know all this kind of stuff, hmm. which it sounds like it's a knockoff of the battery in my Tesla. Okay, I don't know if you have ever looked into how Tesla does their batteries, but no, we won't get into it, but man, that's, that's a lot pretty of cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it sounds like they've kind of copied that, which is, which is cool. I mean, that's, well, that's I mean, how it's going to reinvent be. the wheel, you know, that's a great battery that works. It is. And that, <clears throat> it's a good chemistry the way they do it and, and all that. But I think my problem is if you look at the numbers on what they're aiming for, it doesn't match what the full airplane is that they're basing their electric aircraft off of. Okay. That makes sense? It does. So I was, I really would like to make a model of this, like an RC airplane, because it's perfect. It's an electric airplane, so mm -hmm. why would you not make an electric version? Absolutely. RC, mm -hmm. love it. But anyway, I was trying to figure it out. It just so happens that uh, it's been done. <laughs> there, is, there is an electric version of that airplane. 
RC airplane. Is there? Yeah, the Nemesis, right? It's... No, not this one. Oh. oh, well, okay. Not this one specifically. Way to steal my thunder. But Sorry. anyway, so here we go. So I was looking online, like for three views of that airplane, and I couldn't find anything. that They would give you like a side view, but not good three yeah, views in order to kind of make a, to make a model, a model from. Sure. Um, but after digging a little deeper, I saw that that airplane is actually a converted Nemesis NXT, which okay. I didn't know much about those. I don't know if you... I don't know anything about NXT. Well, that's... Oh, what was it? It was Next Extreme Tech... Something, okay. something silly again, you okay. know? Okay, <laughs> right. Um, Acronyms. Love them. I don't remember who... <clears throat> whoever is the president of Nemesis, I guess, whatever the guy's name is, forgive me, I don't remember, uh, designed this back in 2004 for the Reno Air Races, the NXT. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a very sleek-looking airplane. Yes. And I was able to find three views of that one. So okay. hopefully this winter I will have a chance to make a model of it. Um, but where, where I'm kind of disappointed, if you look at the speed that this airplane flies at, the one that actually has flown before with mm -hmm. the gas engine, right. its cruise is like 326 miles per hour or something like that, it's cruise speed. And its top speed in a race was over 400. That's hauling. And it's only 300 horsepower engine. Oh, an IO 540 or 5, whatever Light it is. coming, whatever it is, yeah. 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 For some reason, though, the electric version... With 200 extra horsepower, is not going to meet those numbers. At least that's what they're saying. Yeah, their goal is 300 miles an hour. Why would you not be able to get more out of it? Well, so are they saying that the electric motors are capable of making 500 horsepower, or that they are making 500 horsepower in the configuration that is going to be in the airplane? They say 500 plus horsepower on the website. Like I said, their website doesn't give but no, a what lot I, of. You see what I'm saying, though, like. You can put a 500 horsepower engine in your car, but you can also detune it to the point of 300 horsepower for longevity, or maybe you can't hold enough gas in it, or or maybe you can't put the right. You know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying, but there, if if that's the case, get a different motor. Don't say it's 500 <clears throat> horsepower and then say it's not going to be as powerful as a Producing. 300 horsepower gas engine. Yeah, that's weird though that they would. Put that out there, and it doesn't add up. Because, like I said, on 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 the Tesla, it's a dual motor, mm -hmm. and that is uh, 450 horsepower. So, if they have a third motor, even if it's the exact same motor, that should be plenty to be able to get that much horsepower out of it. So, why aren't they using it, or what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But that's not my point, actually. Okay. Because the point is, I'm more excited about the shape of the airplane yes. and making one because It'll that is a, a cool looking airplane. It will make a fantastic looking model. And it's going to be a fast flyer. It will definitely be fast. Like if you look at the wing on that, that wing is thin. It's very thin. And just slender. Tiny. And yeah. It's long though. It's it wide. Has a, it has a very it, it long aspect ratio, much like a high performance glider. Well, it's a high-performance airplane that's made for air racing, so we'll see. Yeah. I just love the shape of it, though, yeah, and I like too. the colors on the, the Rolls-Royce one because red and silver, not red and silver, blue and silver. Red, blue, you know, whatever. <laughs> red, oh, I did it again. Blue and silver. <laughs> blue and silver is just awesome. It does look good. So, Like the picture that you showed me? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a fan. Me too. I think it'll make a really... Really good-looking airplane. So something in the 60-inch so, wingspan or something around there, we'll see how that it'd works. It'd be interesting to see how they change the nose of it, though. 
<clears throat> you know, because on a on a Lycoming, you know, you have to have that shape and those intakes still to cool kinda, the cylinders. Still has the shape, but it's not as wide and it's more rounded in the front. So there's no no opening in the front because you don't need the air going through it apparently. Mm. Um, and then on the bottom of that airplane, it has a big round opening. Mm. That's not on this airplane either. Like the NXT has a round opening on it in order to help cool. I think. Yeah. But yeah. the electric or the electric one doesn't have it either. So yeah. sleeker. Mm-hmm. So it should be faster, really. You would think so. <clears throat> and maybe maybe they're sandbagging it. Maybe they're saying our mm. first goal is 300 miles an hour. And they'll go out there and smash it or, and then say, we shattered our goal of mm-hmm. 300 miles Everybody an hour. Everybody look at us. Look at yeah, us. We are awesome. I could see that. There you go. Yeah. So we'll see. But very anyway, cool, though. It is a very cool looking yeah. airplane. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. So I, I'm, I'm disappointed that I that I haven't uh, haven't kept up on that. I seen a few things here yeah. and there on YouTube about, you know, electric airplanes, but, um, yeah, very, I mean, I'm not anti-electric, not really. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I think, I think everything's cool. going electric in the future anyway, it so is. that's just the way. That's the way it is. Stuff is moving on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that is a very cool project. And that, I think Those, that just flew for the first time on like September 15th, the oh, full-size airplane. Oh, so, really? I mean, it's all happening like in real time, so it's oh, not that long sweet. ago. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up now. Okay. Cool. What else? What else do you want to talk about? Oh, you had a... Well, the a, corn's out. Cor- oh, yeah. Corn is out. The corn's out, and we... Mm. <clears throat> well, I say we. I shouldn't say we, because I've been gone, but... Well, I shouldn't say we either, because I've not been yes. out to the field for a um, little while either. Reggie was out uh, last weekend, uh, now that the corn is out, and sad to say, he did not find uh, the extra, was it? Extra, uh, extra 300. Yeah, yeah, the extra 300. With it is the, gone. With the Sado. Yeah, I'm really I'm really surprised because he found someone else's airplane. And that one of know, the other airplanes that had gone down. Had gone through, by the way, the combine. I'm not sure. I mean, judging by the pictures that he sent us, I'm not sure if it actually went through the combine or if the combine may have just run over it. Do you know what I'm that, saying? The motor looked like it was kind of torn up. It looked dirty. It looked muddy, but I didn't see any, like, from what I could see in the pictures, I didn't see any, like, broken fins or anything, something like that you would you would associate you would think, with yeah. going through a piece of machinery. What I think happened is I think that, it, that uh, now this was oh. Bruce's airplane, I feel like it was probably lower or low enough to the ground where the, the corn head actually went over the top of it, and then it just got run over. That's what I think happened. You know what I forgot when I actually was looking at that picture? That that plane was crashed. Like well, for yeah. some reason, like it, it oh, you skipped it was, my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like I knew it had gone down on the field, but I forgot that it would yeah. have something wrong with it just exactly. from crashing too. From so just the crash, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. So, maybe it got skimmed. Maybe it got ran over. Yeah. Maybe something but happened. But the fact but, is that that one got found mm-hmm. and yours mine is gone. did not. So, so here, it, it either went <clears> through a wormhole, which you don't think that's possible. Well, so, I mean, I'm not... Gonna I, completely count that out, but I, I think the the likelihood of that is pretty slim. I just, I guess, I just want to know if somebody found it. When did they find it? And how much of our time looking for it was completely wasted actually, because it was not there? Yeah, because we spent. Here's two- what I think happened. <clears throat> okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple of assumptions. Um, the corn obviously is out. The beans are out. Beans aren't out, but they are so dry you can look right through them, he said. Okay. All right. So I'm going to assume that it it did not end up in the bean field. 
Okay. Which I don't think it Which was that we, far away anyway. With our calculations and the way we looked at the map, I don't think it made it to the beans either. I so agree. here's what I think happened. I think the farmer was out there, you know, knocking down the corn and he saw your airplane and he didn't want to do damage to his really, really expensive corn head or his combine. Uh, I personally feel like he probably saw it, stopped, you know, paused, whatever, the combine, hopped out, grabbed the plane, threw it up in the cab, continued about his business. And then that's just, he took it home and now it's on hanging on his wall as, hey, here's all the <laughs> crazy stuff I've found in my field over the years. Here's my trophy. That's what I think happened. But honestly- I want to believe I, that that airplane was out there when I was out there looking for it in the corn. I would, I would hope that would be the case. To me, it would be more likely, though, if if there were airplanes in the field and the farmer found them, that he would get out and just throw them to the next aisle that he's already been through. That way, he's not running over them. He doesn't have a lot of room inside that combine with him That's to store true. airplanes. That's true. There's not a lot of room in those cabs. And it would just make more sense to me to throw it out of the way. But usually, you know, the combine, it depends on the farmer, but the combine usually has uh, somebody trailing him, you know, in the semi-truck or the, or the grain wagon or whatever. Wouldn't be that hard. Say, hey, here, take this, throw this in the back of the truck or whatever. You yeah, know? I don't know. Wouldn't, I, that's, I, I'm going to. That's what to, you're hoping That's for, what huh? I'm hoping happened, yeah. You just, you don't, you don't want to think that somebody found it and took it out already. No, I want to have faith in people. Well, and maybe I, they just haven't called me yet. Did you have your name and number in it? Shush, as soon as I said that, I thought, <laughs> no, but Reggie's would still be in it. Oh, that's true. Because that was the called, first flight, so. Maybe Reggie has it. R Reggie could have it right now. And no, he would have told me. Because I talked to him just a couple days true. ago, he and he would have told me by now. He probably, so. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. No, I don't think that's what happened. Well, anyway. I think it's just, I, sad. I still, I'm, I'm, what I'm, still, still, for still. I'm still really sad that uh, we lost a Sado, a good, good Sado. My first motor. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really sad, so. I'm not sure how I'm going to move on from this, but uh, I'll, I'll find a way. I know how I'm going to move on from this. <laughs> You're just going to forget about I'm it. I'm going to forget all about it. When you had an airplane for a week and you didn't do much to it and you didn't spend a lot of money on it, you don't lose a lot of sleep over it. Yeah. I mean, literally, out of yeah, all the people I, involved in this whole looking for it, involved in me buying it from him and then you and all that kind of stuff... I'm the one that owned it. I'm the one that crashed it. I'm the one that paid for it. Yes. I'm the one that no longer has it. Yes. And I'm the one that cares the least about it. That's true. Learn from me. Yes. I will try. <laughs> you just wanted the engine. And that's... No, I did not want the engine for myself. I wanted the engine to go back to you. At least the engine. Because... No, I, I, like I said, if you found it, you could have the engine. No, I was... Gonna... If I had found it, I would have given it back to you. And I would have given it back to you. Well, anyway, that was the reasons were not selfish on my own part. I wanted you to have your first real, you know, in nitro. Real? What do you mean real? Well, you had some, you know, you know, Cox airplanes and stuff that you had forgotten about, you know, when you were a kid. Those Never were, flew them because I couldn't get them started. No, but that was not engines. That was my first four-stroke. That wasn't my first. Oh, well, true. Nitro yeah. engine. Well, four-strokes are real engines. Well, but uh, <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. I'm trying to provoke an argument. I, and I'm stop. not gonna. I'm not gonna. Maybe I will. 
No, I'm not going to get into it. Hey, speaking of engines, mm -hmm. sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, in our last episode, I believe I made a mention of uh, an engine story from the field. I said, oh, I'll talk about that someday. Today is that day, Today apparently? is the day. Yeah. Why? So it was really simple. So if memory serves, which I'm This older, has been a long time ago. It's now. been a while ago now. <laughs> it's been over a month ago. Um, yeah, we had gone to the field and I was having a little engine trouble with my contender, mm -hmm. uh, Super Tiger 75, um, just very, very low on compression when it was cold. And I made the observation that, uh, yes. Is that ringed or is that an ABC? So it's a ringed engine. Well, let's go, look at me look go. Look at you go. I know. Yep. Uh, so <clears throat> once I got it going and warmed up, uh, it got a little tighter, you know, some of the compression had come back, which was kind of an interesting observation. I just wanted to maybe touch on that, why that phenomenon occurs. And it has to do with thermal expansion, right? So the ring in the piston is made of iron or steel, uh, more than likely iron, uh, and everything around it is made of either aluminum, in the case of the piston, or if it's a sleeved engine and this engine is sleeved, it's a brass sleeve that is coated with nickel, right? So this is where ABC, when you see that in the terminology of a engine construction, that's what that means. It's aluminum, brass, and chrome. Chrome-lined brass sleeve with an aluminum piston. And in this case, the piston has a ring on it. So <clears throat> aluminum being cold, you know, it shrinks. And as aluminum heats, it expands. So the aluminum piston, right, as it warms up, it expands a little bit, and it takes the ring with it expands, right? And then it creates a better seal in the, in the cylinder, thereby restoring some of the compression. And the engine did finally run okay-ish, mm -hmm. but not good enough to fly it more than once that day. And it's time for either a new ring in that engine or a different engine. Which is it going to be? It's going to be a different engine. Yeah, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on that Super Tiger. I was never really happy with that Super Tiger in that airframe anyway. It always ran better with the smaller displacement, higher revving um, OS 61SF. I'm sorry, AX. Really? No, FX. It's a 61FX. That's what the engine I took out to put this engine in because it needed, you know, the OS needed bearings. Um, so I'm You did that though, didn't you? Or no, no, it's not still on that sitting, one? not on that one, no. Okay. So I'll put some bearings in that old 61 and put it back on that airplane and be happy again. Winter project? <laughs> yeah, to go along with all my other winter hopefully, projects. Hopefully this winter project? Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that was that story. Just, sorry it wasn't much of a story, but at least I closed the loop on that one. Yeah. Okay. Other thing. So mm -hmm. I got an email, which you didn't get. Yeah. Ironically. This enough, is weird. From the FAA, um, which honestly, when I kind of started writing this up to to do that or to talk about this on here, mm -hmm. I figured everybody got it. Nope. Like, interesting. Yeah. So I didn't get it. And it, the really interesting thing is you and I registered with the FAA in the exact same manner. Mm -hmm. Like, as operators or whatever, because... I the, don't remember, honestly. How we no, we did. It. I know we no, did. No, I mean, I know we, we did it the same oh. way, but I don't remember how well, I did it or where Because we we're going to use our UAS, I'm using my air quotes here, as potentially revenue, you know, producing, you know, because we were going to take videos and post them on YouTube and maybe mm -hmm. someday that would make us some money. So we wanted to have our bases covered. Right. And we both registered as the part 107, right? Or not 107. I don't remember. I think it was part 107. But either way, we both registered the same way, and you got the email, and I didn't. But it's a, it's a survey, so maybe they just sent it out to 
Random? Randos. Maybe. And I'm just a weirdo that got it. Maybe. Um, it was very, like, it was not a lot of stuff that applied to us, honestly. But I can see, like, it, it was funny because when we were reading well, over it beforehand, they I could. read it. They well, could it, apply to us. I guess so. You know what I'm saying? But it, okay. Like, I no, I, I get you. But I think what, when I read the email the first time, I read, weirdly enough, one of the things it said in there was, you know, and I don't have it in front of me, but about if you're using this for personal business, um, you know, then you'll be the one to, f- to fill this out. If you're using this for like a big commercial type business where there's other people in your company, it might be better to get this forwarded to somebody else to fill this out. When I read personal business, I was just thinking like personal use, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, it's whatever your business is, your business kind of thing. And, right. and that, right. that way, right. I wasn't taking it as personal business, the way you kind of looked at me like, and I was an idiot. And then, I, <laughs> I and then as soon as I saw your face, I was like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the way the questions are, are and we'll go over them, mm-hmm. um, but the way the questions are worded, uh, as I was just kind of briefly looking at them, because again, I didn't get the email. I only saw what you had printed out here or typed up for me to look at. So as I was reading through them, I was like, well, these these questions are really intended for somebody who's using their UAS, again, with the air quotes, for you know, making, you know, money, like somebody who's taking pictures with them professionally or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and that's, yeah, and that's when the light bulb sort of came on above your head and you were like, oh. Man, maybe that's why a lot of these questions didn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Like it wasn't anything I was going to do. But I can see, like reading through them, I could see how some of the some of the answers to these could benefit us. Yeah. Like if the FAA knew the answers to these could benefit the recreational flyer uh, portion of the market. Yeah. Market. Um, demographic the side of things yeah there you go Uh, so I'll go over the email really quick yeah Uh, it says the Federal Aviation Administration is conducting a survey of registered unmanned aircraft system operators the survey is used to determine UAS activity across the United States and to help predict future UAS activity uh, this information is important to the FAA for improving services for UAS operators, increasing the safety of both manned and unmanned aviation, allocating fund for UAS traffic. <laughs> fund, by the way, this is this is copied right off of there. They yeah, don't yeah. even have the grammar correct. Allocating fund for UAS traffic management and estimating the cost of regulations on the public. And then it goes on, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Your responses your, and opinions are very important. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, the yeah. survey is unique yeah. to you. Don't forward it on to anybody, blah, yeah, blah, we're blah. We're not going to sell your information, wink, wink. Uh-huh, which they probably will. Anyway, so here, let, let's go over this. It says the uh, questionnaire takes less than 10 minutes. Uh, complete it in one sitting. Compl- uh, let's see, hit submit when you're finished. You don't care about all that stuff. Question number one. Mm-hmm. How do you prefer to receive UAS, drone, or model aircraft? That's the other thing. Model aircraft. I know. I know. News from the FAA. Select all that apply. Some of these are weird. Like, okay, I'll read what it has. FAA email, FAA.gov, Facebook, YouTube, other social media, smartphone app, such as Before You Fly, text message, U.S. Postal Service, the Academy of Model Aeronautics, and community organization, please specify. 
why would anybody want it? Like if it's something that's important and you want to know it quickly, mm-hmm. why would you want it any other way than your email? Yeah, I don't know. I definitely don't want the post office sending me something to get lost. Yeah. If it's important. If it's important. And right. I shouldn't have to go search it out on YouTube or Facebook. Although they do say or, news. So if it's just like, you know, if it's just like a monthly newsletter, okay, fine. I'll I'll take that in the mail. That's fine. But it but again, it's if it's something time I, sensitive, yeah, I don't I don't think I want the mail to handle that. News to me is still something that's going to be important that I need to know. So that's why I kind of took it as Okay. Yeah. You know, get it to me fast so I know what I'm talking about yeah. and email and is we the welcome, best way to do it. Like if if any of our listeners have gotten this email, we would love to hear your take on it. Yeah. Because these are just our opinions. Uh-huh. And we all know. Well, they're like some opinions. Yeah, anyway. Uh question number 2. In general, how many flights does your organization conduct per month with all of your UAS, drone or model aircraft? Uh, yeah. Flight is considered a single takeoff and subsequent landing. Subsequent? Sub yeah. Oh, okay. That's I what I said. That, I thought it was pronounced subsequent. But Sub- tomato, whatever. tomato. Sure. Uh, zero to one flights, two to three flights, four to five flights, five to 10 flights, 11 to 15 flights, 16 to 20 flights, greater than 20 flights. Please specify. Now, see, this question to me is really geared towards the professional UAS, again, with the air quotes, um, operator flying their drone for revenue, you know, taking pictures or maybe they're flying it for a farmer, you know, surveying fields, whatever. So, I mean, in this situation, how would it help the FAA if they knew that I only flew once a month yeah, or that's, twice a month? You know what I'm saying? I guess they're just trying to maybe figure out how many times people actually go up in the air Yeah. in general. Hmm. So, weird question, whatever. Uh, number three. I like this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in general, how long is each flight? In other words, what is a typical time a UAS spends in the air between takeoff and landing? Well, some are longer than others. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> depends how quickly it ends. I mean, in um, my head, I'm thinking, you know, takeoff, crash, takeoff, crash, takeoff, crash. I mean, those are pretty short flights. They can be. Or if you lose signal, who knows how long it's going to go. That's true. Yeah. Uh, So let's see. The answers were 0 to 10 minutes, 11 to 20, 21 to 30, 31 to 40, 41 to 50, 51 to 60. Listen. Greater than 60 minutes. If you've got a UAS that can fly for 60 minutes or more, then I would love to see that UAS. Well, that's more professional type stuff that, you know, I I think we're kind of getting... I mean, I know there's some records out there where, you know, people that have have done that with a a model airplane. but wow, that's that's quite an achievement. By wow. that time, I would be bored. Yeah, my neck would hurt, my hands would hurt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my eyes would be burning from the sun. Yes. Uh, question number four: How does your organization check the airspace before flying? I mean, a visual scan of the sky with before you fly on the FAA website with a community organization or other. I'll be honest. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the couple of times that I've used the Before You Fly um, application, mm-hmm. I don't recall it actually, now perhaps somebody can educate me on this, but I don't recall it actually telling me if there was other activity in the area. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Like, yeah, it's not going to say you know Fred up the street is going to be taking off or he's exactly. flying now. Maybe too. it does. Maybe it does, and maybe checking the app would uh, would benefit you. But honestly, as a recreational flyer flying model airplanes at our field, I mean, why would I check that? I mean, I'm flying at a authorized air quotes uh, place to fly these, mm-hmm. and the only checks I'm going to do is to make sure that you know there's no obvious. Uh, hazards in the air that I'm going to, you know, potentially impact by a yeah. visual scan. And I think the the weird thing about this question is too is before flying. Now for me, a day of flying is different than a flight. Yeah. So we'll go out, and you know, we might have ten flights in two hours of sitting out there and talking and yep. messing around. Mm-hmm. That's different to me than. You know, a single Checking flight for each flight on the app or something like yeah. that. So yeah, I don't know. This was a weird one too. And and are they asking like, so again, how does your organization check the airspace before flying? Well, check the airspace for other drones, other UAS, other full size airplanes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've looked at the before you fly app, and I don't ever recall seeing any kind of, hey, this hazard exists. You know. Don't fly during this time well, or whatever. Yeah, I think it's more with that one. It tells you if you're okay to fly because you tell it when. You know, you get that yeah, instant response. Right. And it's probably, obviously, it just goes out and pulls from a database. Right. That if this yep. is where they're saying this is okay right now, so they're good. Yep. And they're probably just trying to keep a, a, a record of what's going on in yep. case somebody comes up later and says, hey, you crashed your airplane into my house. <laughs> You know, what what's going on, who was flying here mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Question number five. In general, at which altitude does your organization operate their UAS the most? Uh, once again, drone or model aircraft? Uh, not sure, <laughs> which you should know. I mean, like... You should have a roughly. general yeah, idea of how And high. it should be all beaten into our heads now that it's under 400 feet. Yeah. That's if all anybody, you say yeah, at, all, yeah. at all times. How high do you fly? Under right. 400 feet? Why? Yep. Under 400 feet. <laughs> but the, the question, or the, the answers are not sure. 0 to 100 feet, 101 to 200, 201 to 300, 301 to 400 feet, or greater than 400 feet, where they say, please specify. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows... Not to check that one. Under 400 feet. That's what we always say. They're trying to trick you. (laughs) They are. Sorry. What was that all about? (laughs) Just me being the old guy. Uh, They're trying to trick you. Take your toys away. Number six. In general, when is your organization most likely to operate their UAS? Select all that apply. AM with Monday through Sunday listed, or PM with Monday through Sunday listed. Um, Yeah, so obviously for us, it's weekends, AM, PM is pretty much all I put, because I don't make it out during the day, during the week. The odd Friday off, maybe I'll, you know, but like I said, I didn't get the email, so I don't have to answer this. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have. Uh, Let's see. What months of the year? Question number seven. What months of the year does your organization actively fly their UAS? This is another one that I just, I mean, so it goes through every month, and then you have never, rarely active, active, or very active for every month of the year. So yeah, that question would take some time to answer. Well, not too much. I was pretty much rarely active for all months except summertime. Then it went to 
active. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested if anybody else filled this out or got it to to see what they thought of it or what their background is, if they understood it more. Um, how many UAS, question number eight, how many UAS does your organization own? Well, that's just a trick question. <laughs> Can I just say I don't know? I yeah, mean, the, like if you honestly... Well, it's easy for me. I mean, because here's your answers. You know, you you have an answer one, two, three, four, five, six, and then the last answer greater than six. Well, I think most of us that have been in the hobby a while, we're just going to go straight to greater than six. What's in parentheses? Well, it says please spec- specify. You just put in there and say you know ten. Yeah, greater. I mean, fifteen. I have more than six, but less than a hundred. There you go. It's somewhere in that range. Do you though? <laughs> I'm sure I have less than 100. Um, This is another funny one. Uh, Number nine, what percentage of your organization's UAS were operated? No, I'm sorry. It actually says, yeah, I'm going to read this the way this was. Maybe this was spam. (laughs) Maybe this isn't even a real thing. What did I just do? Number nine, What? this is how it's written. What percentage of your organization's UAS were operate in 2020? Yeah, it's a small typo. Um, that's the second one on a official FAA government document. document I mean, it's yeah. government, so it should be perfect then, right? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, okay. So you know, there's a term if it's good enough or good enough for government work. Oh, I guess that's true. I have heard that. Uh, we aim for okay. Is that what you guys okay. say then too? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so all 100 percent, most 80 to 99 percent, over half 50 to 80 percent. Less than half, 20 to 50%, few, 1 to 20%, and none, 0%. So what they're asking here is from the previous question, how many do or does your organization own? And of those, what percentage of those did you operate? In 2020. In 2020. Well, that's an easy one, 1 to 20% for me. Yeah, that's me too because I didn't fly much at all in 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is 2021, right? Last oh, time that's I true. Yeah, we didn't make it out there Hardly at all last year. Yeah. Because of the pandemic. Okay. Question number 10. What types of UAS does your organization own? And then I, hmm. so they have quadcopter, fixed wing, rotary wing, or other. Isn't a quadcopter technically a rotary wing? Well, I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, so, but why are they calling out quadcopters separately? And then technically, if you have like a tricopter or an octocopter, is right. that still part of the quad quadcopter thing? I mean, I think how this just comes from a from a, a place of misunderstanding, of like general I, not knowing what the heck they're talking about on yeah, this. I think so, because that's annoying to me. Yeah, I mean, because you you, I mean, how 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 would you differentiate between a whatever the word unicopter from Hel- a helicopter from an octocopter? Octocopter. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. Like, I don't so, know. I mean, yeah. Weird. It, it, just I weird think it question. just comes, like I said, I think it comes from a place of uh, misunderstanding or not knowing really, yeah. what they're what they're asking. But really, though, um, here's, here's where I thought maybe this could benefit us, the recreational flyers. Like, you know, where it says, what types of UAS does your organization own? So if you wanted to put your spin on that. Let's let's rephrase the question. What type of UAS do you own, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm answering this as a recreational flyer, I'm obviously I'm clicking fixed wing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully enough people that got this survey 
read it the way I did and we'll click fixed wing and hopefully the responses that the FAA gets will be overwhelming and the fact that, oh, well, we're affecting a large population of fixed wing recreational flyers. Perhaps we should tailor our rulemaking more towards to, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's kind of where my head went when I saw that question. That was like honestly with with getting this, I always figure I have nothing to hide with stuff that we do. So yeah. the more information I can give back as to what as a hobbyist, right, what I do with airplanes, the better it is for them to understand that. Right. And yep. that's that's kind of how I looked yeah, at I, this when I, I was I, filling I, it out because mm-hmm. you know, if if they get all the responses back that say, you know, I'm a multi-million dollar business that wants to deliver packages and that's the only thing that they have to to go on, then that's going to be a lot different than yes, if exactly. most of the people that respond that's say, a, look, I'm a, a little mom and pop shop that, you know, just likes to make my own little airplanes and we do what we want to do out of the field. We fly some stuff. We're not hurting anybody. It's completely different. Right. I and that, think. that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. Yep. And then, some of the questions just get <laughs> so number 11 what is the approximate weight of your organization's UAS at takeoff it, it, okay so they have less than 0.55 pounds which is that magical that number magic where it number. doesn't have to be you don't have to yeah be uh, registered, registered. Uh, 0.55 to 5 pounds 6 to 25 pounds 26 to 55 pounds and then greater than 55 pounds please specify i marked 3 in the middle Mm-hmm. I don't have anything greater yeah. than 55 pounds. Yeah, there's something magic about that 55-pound mark also. I think, um, and I'm not positive, but I think there's a uh, a waiver mm-hmm. you have to have when you fly something heavier than I think it's 55 pounds. And that's probably why that mm-hmm. answer is in there. But, yeah, I mean. Which is why we have to keep the tri-motor yeah, under yeah. that weight. We'll oh, have I think to, we will. We'll have to make sure that we get the the weight figured out before we, we aim for it. But yeah, yeah. it's going to have to be under that because I don't want to deal with all the extra stuff with that. No. That's going to be a pain. Uh, let's see. What kind of UAS, number 12, I keep forgetting to say the number for some reason. What kind of UAS, <laughs> drone or model aircraft, operator, uh, do you also consider yourself? This was This is where it was a... F- it was a weird question because there wasn't a lot of um, answers to it that you could choose from. There was two on here, public safety or law enforcement, which is one answer, and then the other one is recreational hobby model. I mean, that was all that they had as answers to that. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, they're really kind of... They're well, kind they, of pigeonholing, they, or pigeonholing it yeah. to where, what if I'm a business that is taking pictures to sell property. Yeah. What, you know, because that, that doesn't... That doesn't fit either fit of these either two of answers. So. Number 13, please indicate below how active your organization is for each industry with their UAS. I had to read this question twice. Yeah, <clears throat> that was a very... I'll be honest. With their UAS, which is what it is. I mean, that is that what threw you off too? Yeah. Okay, because I would think with Please your, indicate below how active your organization is for each industry with their UAS. I think that question is is not worded correctly. I would agree. Because that makes it sound like, like I, how much or how active am I with somebody else flying their stuff when this is a question about my stuff. Right. So yeah. I don't know. And there's a lot of 
a lot of answers with this one. Yeah, they, so of... they, they want you to answer never, rarely, sometimes, or frequently to law enforcement and emergency response, agriculture, forestry, fishing and hunting, and it goes mining on. and oil uh, construction, utility and energy production, like manufacturing. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. If you can hear us fiddling through, that's because we're going through all of these. Uh, let's see, number 14 now. Yep. In which states does your organization operate their UAS? Well, that's In pretty which straightforward. states does your organization <laughs> operate states the UAS? Do, uh, or state does. Right. But yeah. yeah. Um, so that was easy well, also for work. me. Um, and then uh, in what airspace does your organization most commonly fly their UAS? Well, Class G is all we fly in. Mm-hmm. Us, personally. Right. So that was an easy one. And then the last question is, does your organization intend to apply for waivers in the next 12 months? And it doesn't ask anything about what type of waiver. Like, mm-hmm. are we, like, are we going to apply for a turbine waiver? Are we going to apply for a weight waiver? Are we going to just waivers? Just I mean, I was just curious to see if we're going for anything in addition to what the, we already do or something yeah. like that outside yeah. the norm. But that was that was a weird. Yeah, that's survey. an unusual survey, and I'm glad I didn't get it. I wish you would have. <laughs> I regret now feeling. No, I really don't. But. Well, it, I don't think. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe, historically speaking, in the in regards to the FAA and model airplanes, um, I will say that um, the FAA so far has seemed to be very receptive to input from modelers like mm-hmm. us. You know, they did they did issue the, you know, the um, oh gosh. I know what you're trying to say, and I can't remember can't it either. Remember it either. But they they wanted our input, and we gave it to them, and and really they did, uh, sort of tailor and retailer uh, what they had their intentions were after they got our input. So, I'm I'm hoping this is just another uh, another step that the FAA is taking to further tailor and maybe di- differentiate somehow uh, recreational flyers yeah. from the the folks who are you know using their UAS for revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. It's it's one of those things to where I, I remember, uh, this is when we were first starting the podcast, you know, that was when they were talking about uh, all these new rules and stuff that were going to be coming yeah. out for, for, for drone guys, you know, for model aircraft. And the sky was falling. I mean, it was yeah. to the point where I... People were freaking out. I honestly, <laughs> like, was not even sure if we should have started this. Oh, like yeah. it, it was that that bad. It's like, well, if if this is really going through, what's the point of us starting a podcast and, yeah. and trying to do this? But calmer and, heads, I think, yeah, prevailed. Ever the optimist, me, yeah. uh, I, I, I didn't predict anything, but I, I kind of, in the back of my head, was always, okay, this is going to blow over. It's really not going to be that bad. And honestly, it hasn't. No, it hasn't turned it's out that bad not yet. Turned out bad at all? I don't think. Um, but yeah. So, so I'm, far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah, and and I like I said, I hope this is just a one more step that the FAA is taking to you know help us rather than you know hinder us. So yeah, because I I mean I really don't think what we do has any effect on full size aircraft. Uh, oh, absolutely at all. not. No, absolutely. Like, and probably, I mean, to throw out numbers for folks who like numbers, I'm going to say like 99.9% of club fields where you have just standard, you know, 
not standard, but just regular guys out there flying their model airplanes, we're not going to pose any kind of any kind of threat because we haven't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That historically speaking, there has been for the many, many thousands and thousands of model airplanes that have been flown over the last 50 years, how many of them have actually had a you know an impact? It's I'm sure there's cases out there, but they're really, really small, mm-hmm. like the number. Yeah. So, you know, and you the percentage, you know, when you look at percentages, very, very minuscule, right? Yeah. Now, drone operators, you know, there's been percentage-wise <laughs> more, but well, I think it's, who knows? I think that's more because technology has gone farther to where you can go up higher, you yes. can fly to where you can't see it, yes, and still be in control of it, right? So, yeah, yeah that's the that's the scary thing, yeah, because now we get lumped in with right. all of the people that are not flying correctly. Right. When even that is a small and, percentage and hey, of the listen, general hobby. For the, I, I don't want to. I don't want to put off anybody who is um, a drone flyer. You know who does that for a profession. I don't. They, they serve a very um, unique uh, purpose, mm-hmm. and which is very cool, actually. I mean, some of the some of the video that you know you see at, at you know sporting events, or, or not even just that, just people who are using them to help realtors sell houses, like you mentioned. They they have their place, and and. In that realm, I think they're very, very cool. But as a hobbyist, as a recreational flyer, not a fan. I still don't think that's the kind of person that they would have to worry about, no. though. No, I Because agree. they're not going to be flying to 4,000 feet in right. the air to see how high they can go and actually get in the airspace <laughs> right. where other airplanes will be. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. That's... Uh, you digress. I digress, too. Well, you digressed me. I digressed you. <laughs> All right, I think I'm about done for the night. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. It was good to it was good to catch up. Um, looking forward to the next episode and uh, mm-hmm. getting started on some of these projects we we need yeah. to get going on. And the the new the new project is exciting too. Yeah, something else is exactly what I need right now. Well, so. I mean, I feel like that's a project you could probably kind of work in. You know, among other bigger projects, you know, what I'm maybe. Saying? I mean, really, honestly, I guess I don't have that many big ones going on that we have to start. I've got, I think, three that I can think of right offhand. Yeah, I just have the one staring yeah. at me over there on the wall. It's not true. You still have your uh, what's that Horton he's finished? Oh yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah, you forgot <laughs> about it. It's so I didn't bad. forget it. I think I haven't forgotten. I think I'm just like pushing it. Yeah, to the back of my. I need to finish that. You're right. All right. Uh, okay. Well then until That's next all I time. Got. Yep. Good. I'm Ron. I'm Tom. Good night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.